Welcome to Was I Drunk, a podcast with our fine, pretentious, perky, waxy, poetic, and parties when we've had more than one Smirnoff Ice. I am your host, Austin Cross, and with me this week is... Rayan. Jamie. Wayne. And special first-time kind of guest, she was on one that we barely published... Kelly. All right. And as we do every single week, we're going to go to our bar master extraordinaire, Mr. Drinkins, and see what's on tap. Well, for this week, what we have is a Thanksgiving or fall margarita. Um, I think it's a really festive drink. It's really nice for the holidays, and uh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. So I thought this would be something really nice for us to go really, really festive, really fall feeling, really uh, full in your mouth, you know. So what you're going to do is you're going to get your uh, martini glass. I'm not sorry, martini glass, sorry. Uh, that would be a margarita glass. And you are going to line the rim with salt, a little bit of lime first, and then dip that rim right in the salt on your plate. And after you sit it upright, you're going to go ahead and mix in a mixer with some ice, two ounces of apple cider, two ounces of pear juice, one and a half ounces of gold tequila. I like a, I like a full-bodied tequila for this. Um, uh, tequila really does come in, in, in flavors and nuances, and I think it's important to uh, explore those with your palate. Um, I'd avoid any tequila with a worm, uh, just to avoid uh, cross-contamination. And then we're going to go ahead and add an ounce of Grand Mariner or orange liqueur. Now for this, I prefer a, a full-bodied liqueur as well. I'd like to make sure that you're getting a nice citrusy flavor, something freshly, uh, freshly rinded would be great on this. And you're going to go ahead and mix that all into a shaker with some ice. You're going to shake it up real good. Use a strainer and pour that into your margarita glass. Garnish with a slice of Granny Smith apple and a cinnamon stick. Uh, so what does, it, what does everyone think? So yummy and so festive. Yeah, I really think so. I think it's pretty festive, of course, yeah. Um, what do you think, Wayne? It's not pretty good. Um... Definitely not my first thought to uh, to do apple cider with tequila, but uh, it it does actually work out pretty well. Actually, do you know the Mexicans were the first ones to invent the apple in uh, 1645? Drinkins, are you open to critiques? Yeah, please. Let's hear it. You know, personally, I would recommend a cinnamon stick and a cinnamon sugar rim. Uh, oh, well, well, the cinnamon stick's cinnamon. in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I said that. If you'd open your... Well, Goddamn ears. Uh, and, uh, but the rim, I like the idea of the sugar rim. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds garlic. Like it that. does make everything sticky. Yeah, for sure. Know. We like sticky things. Sticky is good, mm. right? Okay. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I found that if you... I'm sorry. Did you want to speak, Wayne? No, go ahead. So sorry. If you use your cinnamon stick as a straw, it's exquisite. It's like, that's that's, it's that's good. Really. That's a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Drinkins. That was a, a, an excellent uh, cocktail. I thought it was really good, too. I enjoyed it. So, um, moving on. 
So we want to talk today about first things first. We have Thanksgiving coming up now around the corner next week. And there was this man. What was his name? The one that drove the car through the Christmas parade? Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks, right? And apparently this guy, uh, he drove his car through a Thanksgiving or Christmas parade. Christmas parade, right? A Christmas parade last year. Is that correct? Yeah, like a year ago in like Minnesota, I in think. Minnesota. It was Minnesota or Wisconsin. <laughs> They're the same thing. Did but. they did they say why he drove his car through the parade? What was the what was the impetus behind his action? The actual reason? Mm-hmm. Oh, that he got in a fight with his underage baby mama. Oh. And then used his fueled rage to drive into um a parade full of ongoers. But he was honking the whole time. Oh, he's trying so to clear on the way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I also am mad and when I'm inconvenienced by a parade that I've come across. Yeah, so this guy drove his car through the parade, and then, from my understanding, he then decided he wanted to represent himself at the trial. So, tell me about that a little bit, Rayan. Uh, well, it really looks like he watched a singular episode of Law & Order, and decided that he did know how courtrooms worked and how to be a professional lawyer. Yeah, I watched part of this. Off. And he was just objection, objection, objection. It was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> he learned like one or two words that you say in a courtroom and just really lean objection. into it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what you do when somebody says something you don't like. You object to it. Leading. How else will they know? Yeah, exactly. You always have to point out as well that, that you know, the, the person questioning is leading the witness, you know. How else are you going to get to the truth? Let's Objection. not let's not Sustain. forget. <laughs> let's not forget. He's a sovereign citizen. He says, he's one of those sovereign citizens where the laws don't apply to him because he doesn't recognize the authority of the U.S. Constitution. But um, he was being treated um, unconstitutionally. The, the laws were he was not being respected the way the laws yeah. advise he should be. Yeah. In the clip, legit, he's going, "Oh, uh, this is violating my constitutional right." Bitch, you don't believe in the Constitution. You don't believe you're subject to it. Then why in the fuck would it protect you? Well, it's kind of like the vast majority of religious people. They kind of only pick and choose the things that they like to believe in. That's how sovereign citizens are. They just kind of uh, look at the law and they go, well, I like this part, but I don't like this part. Pick and choose, apply what, yeah, okay, I got you. All right. Well, the guy is a fucking moron, obviously, and he's gonna get—he's getting convicted, right? So he did get convicted. Yeah, he got convicted of all seventy-six counts. Um, seventy-six and, fucking yeah, counts. Yeah, all seventy-six counts. He's guilty. I mean, it's clear, like in the way he was talking, he's a complete like fucking narcissist. I don't use that word, like call people things like that lightly, but just the way he behaved. Oh yeah, sure. That yeah. he there was no contradicting. Yeah, one hundred percent. That was a—he literally probably doesn't think that he did anything wrong. That he was the one, he's the victim in this situation. Well, obviously. And uh, it, I just, it, the whole thing was kind of a, is, has been a weird courtroom case. And the judge was so patient with him, genuinely. Like, and she I had watched smoky the video, eyes. And, what's that? And she had smoky eyes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, she was incredibly patient with him the entire time. And he got thrown out of the courtroom several times and brought back in and it was just, ridiculousness yeah i'm surprised she didn't say like shut the fuck up at some point i mean i think that realistically she knew she couldn't because she knew what he was trying to do what he wanted is he wanted a case for a mistrial, mistrial. or an appeal right. or something mm -hmm. like that so she was doing everything in her power to make sure that she was respecting him as much as possible so that he had no grounds to stand on for a mistrial because that was obviously that was no defense i think that he knew he was guilty i don't think he thought he was really innocent right yeah but he knew that his only hopes was like this trial, trial being counted fucked up yeah 
Yeah. And that's something, I mean, that's takes a lot of patience for a person because legitimately throughout the clips, it's just like everything anybody was doing, he was interrupting them. He was just talking the whole time any other, other person was talking. Um, see, he was trying real hard to, you know, to be held in contempt. To antagonize. Yeah. And, and, uh, and she did a fantastic job by, like, just ignoring him. Which, it's really surprising that he was so inconsiderate in the courtroom when he was considerate enough to be honking his horn the entire time. I know, right? What a fucking good guy. I mean, if I barreled into a crowd with my Civic, I would just start mowing him down. You know, something I thought was so respectful of him is that he decided to disclose to the jury that he was a convicted sex offender, oh, which shit. was not relevant to the case. So it would have been considered, but he made sure that the jury knew that. Your Honor, I fuck children. Um, <laughs> I'll make sure everyone's aware. Yeah, I that that really does feel like kind of a play for like once again his his like sole point in all of this was to try and get some sort of mistrial. So that really does feel like a well, if they know I'm a sex offender, then maybe I can go from an angle of they're trying to convict me for this because... Well, it's probably the same reason why he refused to wear a suit the first bit of the court case. He ref he wanted to be in his orange jumpsuit, and normally they don't want you to do that because that will influence the jury's opinion. If they see you're already in, in custody, right, it makes you seem more guilty. So they're not, so they're like, no, just wear a fucking suit so that's not a problem. He's like, no, uh, they're going to know I'm already a, 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 a person in hey, custody. To be fair, it did look extraordinarily comfy. It looked oh, very yeah, it's roomy. And, they're very yeah. roomy, yeah. Then why did he feel the need to take the shirt of his jumpsuit off multiple times in the court case hearing? Because he sex did... appeal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He... Sex appeal, baby. That wins the jury every time. It's I not wanna... just the children. Oh, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> way, I'm not sure if his children rise as a sex offender, but it could be other reasons, yeah. Right. But, I mean, I thought we did discuss that his baby mama was underage, right? When she got pregnant. I don't think she was at, like, the current time of the trial, but well, when I she mean, got pregnant. She what was. matters is when the penis is inserted, not so much when, you know... The court case happens, I'm pretty sure. Evacuates. But he was convicted <laughs> maybe evacuates, as yeah. a sexual offender. Yeah, that, that, that'll that happen. You know. So hold on. He, so let me straight. He was pissed at his underage girlfriend, baby mama, and that's why he drove the car into the crowd? She might have been over 18 at the time of, like, the actual, like, event. I don't know. He got her pregnant when she was under 18, and he was convicted for that. Wow, good. But the reason he drove, because they had a fight. Um, well, and he was mad at her, and he's a narcissist, so that he probably you know, like how stole he her brats folder or something. So, well, plus you know, it's my understanding that he wasn't driving the car; he was just traveling in his vehicle. <laughs> traveling in his vehicle, yep, through a well, crowd of people. Did um anyone see the thing about how he refused at the beginning? He was refusing to be referred to as the name Daryl Brooks. No. And claiming that that was not his. I don't remember what his what he was claiming his name was, but he was refusing it to be addressed. That's Daryl Brooks, which is his legal government name. Saying, I don't respond to that name. I don't respond to that name. Over but and over again, which is the same thing. Is he wanted to turn around and try and say, well, you tried me into the name Daryl Brooks. That's not who I am. Yeah. It was Poppy. You want to be referred to as Poppy? <laughs> yeah, hey, that's, Poppy. that's literally, literally just like the oldest trick in the book is the like, well, you've convicted this gentleman, but that's not my name. <laughs> I love it. I've been watching a lot of um, bum, bum. The Good Place. A lot of The Good Place, right? And at one point, this really stupid guy who keeps on breaking all these fucking laws tells his friend if we get caught make sure we have to quickly get married so they can't make us testify against each other and so they're going to be arrested he's like they're starting to set their vows real quickly between each other and you know like oh they're coming let's go uh, i do i do you know it's like oh god jesus christ all right well i mean is that all we can say about that or anything else about that's important 
really the only important stuff about it is that, that we'll, you know, law prevailed. He's, yeah, we'll see how long they sentence him for. Yeah, well. Hopefully forevers. Well, undoubtedly, there's 76 counts. He's inevitably getting forever, but I don't know how um, Minnesota works on, like, the death penalty and stuff like that. That's if this is something they'd convict that for. Well, I'll tell you someone who's getting something forever, and that's my heart, and that is Taylor Swift. Because big news, she decided to uh, make history, apparently, and she has all the top ten songs on the Billboard 100. Now, is this because Taylor Swift is that popular? Is it because her fans are that ravenous? Or is it because the music industry's kind of gone on a downward kind of trend and people aren't really, you know, putting out or listening to as much music? I mean, in a way, all of the above is that Taylor Swift does have a very strong, like, cult following. And I like Taylor Swift. I actually didn't like this album that much. But she has a very strong cult following that are going to stream this album ten times in a row. But that also counteracts with the fact that the music, like, other things dropping yeah. lined up with the time that she dropped this album. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, too, is that, that there is kind of a lull right now in, in the music industry. Um... And any time now that you have an artist that releases an album, then, especially a pop artist, you're going to have fans flocking to listen to it all at once. Now, in a week or two, I'm sure the results will change, but the main thing is, like, this is the first, like, week of it. Everybody's going crazy listening to it over and over again, like Rayanne said. So, like... Everybody's kind of descended upon it all at once, and I'm sure come next week or the week after, it'll kind of start to... Yeah, sure. I mean, but either way, it's still incredibly impressive, because no, no. Like, no, it it's is. never been done before. Yeah, no, 100%. So, I love Taylor Swift. I'm yeah. a Swifty, you know? But yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's undoubtedly impressive, especially considering the fact that she recently, or like not too long ago, left her producing company to be separate because they had all the rights to her music, so she left that producing company. I mean, she's... And she's re- re-recording her albums, right? Like yeah, Red got she re-recorded her version. Supposedly there's mm-hmm. more coming. Um, nice. Exciting. But she also, she has this, she just has this strong following that's going to repeat these things over and over again, regardless of the quality of the point. It's just an acceptance of like, well, she did this, you know? Yeah. I, I'm just really surprised that she had such a successful career after Kanye blasted her so bad, you know? Like, uh, I would have figured she went down the tubes. <laughs> yeah, because Kanye has a great track record. Right? Yeah, we talked about him a bit last week, but Jesus fucking Christ, the man yeah. went off the rocker. And it's still still ongoing. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's He's uh, that death, death con but, three. Hey, he's he's allowed to be back on Twitter now. Because Elon Musk is a fucking jackass. Is he allowed to play Yu-Gi-Oh? He is not. He's uh, not. He's still prevented from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> he got banned from Yu-Gi-Oh, which is... Was he playing Yu-Gi-Oh then? Was he, like, showing up the fucking comp? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Maybe that was just a preemptive strike. From, <laughs> from, <laughs> he just wanted it on paperwork. Where they were like, we just want everybody to know he is not allowed. Uh, the Applebee's in uh, Muskegee, Michigan, is definitely going to ban Kanye. <laughs> you may not come in here if you get in town. Don't come to Applebee's, you know. Um, well, uh, speaking of things that need to be banned, I think we should go ahead and move into Trump Indictment Watch. I will be dirty, rotten, traitor, and yes, stupid. So what we have right now is President Trump uh, is going to be most likely indicted very soon. And he's actually talking about possibly making an announcement that he's going to run for president. 
Um, specifically, forget the indictment in general, because there's some worry that it won't happen or that if he gets elected president, then he would be shielded from it if he if the case isn't finished in time, right? There's only two years to get all this done, and the courts take time, especially with all the appeals and everything. Um, so actually, Merrick Garland, our current attorney general, is discussing, apparently, appointing a special prosecutor, special, what's it called, counsel, whatever, uh, to just go after him. So... Um, obviously we know some of the reasons are, you know, the FBI document, or the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, which captured those documents, his tax stuff. Um, do you guys think it's going to happen? I mean, we've had weeks and weeks and weeks of this talking about it. They didn't do it before the election because there's a law that literally says the FBI cannot act, uh, within X number of days of an election against an official because they think it's going to influence the election. They don't want that. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I think, I think they'll try it at least. I mean, I think they're definitely going to go for it. That's really all they can do at this point. They have mountains of evidence, but nothing that is, like, concrete. But no president has ever been indicted. I mean, I think that, yeah, they're definitely going to indict him at this point. But I also think with that, that he's going to pretend it's not happening, and he's still going to try and run. Oh, yeah. Again. He's he absolutely to. going to... Yeah. Pretend it's not happening, and he's going to start a whole campaign. His again. ego oh, won't yeah. let him, and he has to just to shield himself. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially that. Uh, especially if he gets indicted, he will one hundred percent. First thing he does after being indicted is going to announce that he's running. Yeah. for twenty twenty four, and they'll be able to claim it's all political. That it's Biden's Justice Department. We use that in the election. You know, it's Biden's Justice Department coming after me because I'm his opponent, or this, that, and the other. When in reality, is you broke a fucking of laws, and we're trying to hold you accountable for it, so another president doesn't in the future. I mean, really, and if he decides to run again, what he's going to get is that platform that he wants so bad. He wants this platform to be able to talk and say all this, like, bullshit that comes out of his mouth. He wants that so bad, and he doesn't have that in the same way he did before now. And running again will give him that to defend himself or whatever. Yeah, because he has held some, he has been holding his rallies still. and Collecting a lot of money. Yep, and he has had some pretty lackluster ones fairly recently in states that he previously had good turnouts. So I'm sure he's kind of feeling the uh, the hurt on that. Do you have to pay to go to the rallies? Yes. What? Do well, really? to actually get in the door? I believe there is a... F- There's a lot of donations, I know, Those too. are the rules? I don't know if that's... I don't know for a fact. They might mark it as a donation and not at, like, a ticket price or vice versa. They might tax mark it as deductible. whatever... It, yeah, whatever would work out best for taxes. Like, like I said, I'm not entirely sure that's actually accurate, but I do know that people just donate a lot of money to him. It's a lot of emails out, you know, getting people, yeah. oh, the Democrats come at me again, you know, donate $5. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is that, that on, because he had the website back after the last election that was to uh, donate money to, to investigate. Yeah, the, and he kept all that money. Yeah, because there was, you know, there's the little asterisk that said, you know, Basically, unless you donate more than $5,000 at a time, a I believe lot. it was, Yeah. Um, it was just going, it was just going to go to him. Yeah. So if you only, if you donated like $200 or something to it, that just went straight to Trump. And they're not fine. So tax how long until, until he starts a Patreon? Oh my God. I'm surprised he doesn't have one already. Can, where he can get monthly sponsors and read their names at the or end only of the episode. Yeah, or an OnlyFans. Yeah. Or Twitch. Get an OnlyFans, <laughs> man. He, can do, he would do numbers on Twitch. Yeah. He can do hot tub, uh. I want to see him just spread ass for a camera uh, for, for 20 I, bucks. No, no, I don't. You would want to see that, wouldn't you, Austin? Oh. oh, fuck off. No, not just mean, you know, people would, especially the folks that really support Trump. I think they'd love to see him spread eagle. Oh, okay? God. You know, <laughs> that's true, though. Just spread ass they on would. a bed. You know, just gonna America. Like, just, 
Just go on like that's you know, a, That's America's ass. Donate now. <laughs> it's fantastic. This is America's asshole. Oh, I hope he. Well, that is true. He you is America's he, asshole. You think he spray tans like in the everything? Cheeks? Like no, 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 no. I saw. I legit. There's saw, gotta be a distinct white line. I legit saw a video. I shit you not. There's a video or a picture of him in a spray tan booth naked, and it's like you can't no. see his dick, but you can tell the tan lines are. It's not great. No tan lines with a spray tan will fuck you up. You, I got. I have boobs. And you have to lift them up. To like get, the get crease, a spray tan, yeah. The otherwise, you will have like the white rest of your chest. Yeah, that's I only fair. got a spray tan once. I'm the, the color of glue. But that's fair. Well, I, I want... did not ever go back. <laughs> I want to talk about something that actually kind of happened kind of funny in my life uh, this last couple weeks. Yeah, I do. I want to talk about something. It's something that kind you of my permission pisses me off. See, I bought my wife a Peloton because I love my wife, and I thought it'd help her exercise. She wanted to exercise. You bought your wife two Pelotons. Well, I'm getting to that, you fucking jump the gun motherfucker. Spoiler! So, I bought her the bike. It's almost paid off now. But she was like, I really wanted the tread. And I was like, well, fuck me. I can't afford the tread. And I bought her the tread, like a year and a half later. Well, the tread was installed in our house for like maybe two months, a month and a half. And then it just fucking broke. This was back in like June, okay? It just fucking broke. And so we called Peloton. Oh, we'll get a repair technician out there. I'll walk through the, all the steps, you know, see if it's broken or whatever. I walked through all the steps, which includes getting like, underneath the goddamn tread and finding this switch, this special switch, and resetting it. Whatever. We love Pain a in the special ass. switch. Oh, yeah. I like to touch the right place, right? Oh, so, yeah. Get that button. So, anyways, I do all this shit. Whatever. They send a technician out. Oh, it's this problem. I order a part. They say, well, we'll order a part, and then we'll be back out when it comes in. It comes in. They never schedule another appointment. I have to go call back. Three weeks go by. Whatever, they finally come out, they install it, it's still broken. That happens again, I swear to God, three more fucking times. It is now, like, August, September. It's been broken for three months. Every single time they send someone out, it takes three weeks for them to get out there. They order a part, takes another two weeks for them to come out again to fix it, and then it doesn't get fixed. So finally, I just, and she's been really having problems with depression, and she has issues with seasonal depression, and exercising helps her with that, right? And having it right in the house is convenient. And doesn't have to go to the gym and all these things. And the gym closes weird hours now because there was COVID or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I got, I'll get this thing fixed for you. I call him on Saturday and get on the phone with this guy. And he's, there's a language barrier, which whatever. I'm not the guy that's like, you're some fucking foreigners on the fucking phone. I'm not that guy. You know, I try to be very understanding. I get it. Call centers are mostly located, not in America at this point. And we're talking and I'm just trying to get him to understand this has been a problem for five months. I'm, I need it fixed, right? And he keeps on basically telling me, well, let's go through the troubleshooting steps. I'm like, no, I'm not doing the troubleshooting steps. I've already done that several times. I just want this thing fucking fixed. So I just want you to replace it. You can take it back to your goddamn warehouse, work on it as much as you want, to your heart's content, and then get me a new fucking treadmill out here. Oh, well, I can't do that, you know, he says. And I was like, well, but all I can do is get a technician out there. I'm like, no, I'm not waiting. And I'm getting angry at this point. I'm getting starting to get worked up. And I don't usually do it with customers first. People, I was getting really worked up. And uh, my kid's sitting there. He's three and a half. And he looks at me. And he goes, Daddy, bad guy? And I just looked at him and I was like, bad guy. And he goes, two eyes? <laughs> and I said, yeah, two eyes, buddy. He goes, one mouth? And I go, he's got one mouth. And he just goes, well, are you sure? Yeah. You couldn't see this guy. So he says, one mouth? I go, yeah, sure. And he goes, we kill him. (laughs) My three and a half year old just murdering the customer service rep. And I just looked at him and was like, no, we don't kill him, buddy. He was like, okay, daddy. 
We don't kill him. Maybe that's what happens when you let toddlers watch Wrath of Khan. He loves Wrath of Khan. I'm sorry. (laughs) Look, up until you corrected him for not wanting to kill the guy, you were parenting right. He was batting a thousand. Yeah. He was batting a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. When he went when his when his solution was straight to murder, nailed it. <laughs> then you had to correct him and tell him no, we don't yeah. we don't murder sales or not salespeople, but customer service customer people. service people. Yeah. yeah. I mean like what's the difference though, am I right? Oh they're all I mean, soulless. They, what? No, that was just a joke. Well that was why I went Oh that's that was my reaction <laughs> like, to the not joke. a good one. No well I okay, it's fair. I take it back. Odds and crickets. Shut up, Kelly. So anyways, um then I just said, like, dude, get me on the phone with your customer, with your manager. He's like, well, they're going to tell you the same thing. I was like, I don't care. Just let me let them say it. Manager, first goddamn thing she says is, I'll send you a new treadmill. Yeah. First fucking thing she says. And I, she was like, well, the other guy was going to do this. I was like, no, he wasn't. He literally told me he was not going to do that. 100% wasn't going to. So, perfect there, but yeah. I mean, so I don't work in, like, a call center by any means but i do work in a thing where like customers is like a loose term for like what it is but they call me and there's certain things you're i'm not allowed to tell a customer that we're going to give them a refund for the most (laughs) i want my semen back yeah no (laughs) we're not doing it we're keeping your cum sir we're keeping (laughs) it it. it's ours now but i mean i'm sure that he whoever this person was they have a script of things ran what is it that you do because that is disturbing to our listeners. Actually, in my job, um, we don't get much cum. It's mostly blood and piss. Personally. I want my piss and, and biopsies. <laughs> That's in the same cup. They mix it. You know? Yeah. It's an old, an old blood no, piss mix. No, that ruins it. Then we have to throw it away in the biohazard bins. Yeah, and you want to ship all that shit? Straight to Florida. Y'all watch this. Florida. This week on Florida Man, we have Florida Man gets his six-month-old his first ink. Quote, babies with tattoos. It's the holiday season. Why not get yourself a tattoo for your toddler? Uh, So the story says, this Florida man and his wife, Jada Harris, took their six-month-old child, Stetson, great name, to have a design inked on his leg. Yes? I was just going to say that, uh, you know... See, if they get the tattoo now, when he's six months old, by the time he's legally able to get a tattoo on his own, it'll look like shit. Oh, I love it. And they, it'll be, like, really tiny, though, right? I yeah. love... There <laughs> was no, a, it'll be really blown out. Well, yeah. I don't know how things work. There was a scene in uh, My Boy or Daddy's Boy, whatever the fuck movie was, with Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler. It wasn't good. But Adam Sandler had this kid when he was, like, 14, because he slept with his teacher or some shit. That's the joke. Andy Samberg got, like, a tattoo at, like, nine years old, so when he's an adult, he has this super stretched-out tattoo of, like... Vanilla Ice or or New Kids on the Block or some shit on his back, and it's fucking hilarious looking. Um, but anyways, let's get back to this. They, of course, documented this on TikTok. The video, Babies with Tattoos. The video shows the baby on his dad's lap as a tattoo artist applies the ink. A love heart with the word mom written on the inside of it. I love the comments. Quote, why would you get your baby a tattoo for? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And isn't this illegal? Someone finally stepped in with some reason. The fact that some people thought this was real doesn't, uh, or this real, doesn't know how tattoos actually work. This is super adorable. So, I don't know if it was actually real or not. It was an airbrush tattoo. Oh, that's lame. Fuck me. Oh, so I was going to ah. say, I was going to say, so it's not real. 
and you're just making us talk about this whole. Sounds like well, I didn't read the whole fucking say, thing. It's like upsetting. Oh, so you felt research. Wait, hold on. Uh, hold on. Austin. So, Tad, I just so a news away. article posted you know, a misleading headline. You can't believe okay. everything you read okay. on the internet. At the bottom, though. There's another fun one. <laughs> Fuck you. Florida Man Destroys Card in Disney World parking lot. Leaves $100 and a note saying sorry. All right. Read the rest of the article before we talk about that it. That was so it. So we know it's interesting. Oh, that's right here? That's Wait. So he here. destroyed a car? Yeah, he destroyed a car. And then that left 100 bucks. That doesn't sound very interesting. Yeah, it doesn't sound very good at all, actually. I mean, uh, really, how much could a new yeah, car cost? Yeah, he was just out there, you know, whatever, and then apparently just smashed the guy's car. Ah, uh, it'll buff. With a baseball bat. Oh, I saw a picture of a penis in a Disneyland parking lot to just today on my Facebook page. He peed and someone's Tesla recorded it. Oh, wow. And that was in Florida, so there you go. We well, all like pissing in public, I think, so. You know, I do not. Who are you when you, when you say we? Okay, first of all, I understand those with... The vo- those vagina owners in the room aren't necessarily fun public pissers, but have you thought of buying a Shiwi? I have thought of it, and I just haven't yet, so if you want to get that for me for Christmas, that is I'm going to get her something. fucking Shiwi for Christmas. I want one for Christmas, too. Oh, my God. Shiwi's all around. Uh, my yes. mother has conditioned Wayne, me from a you know young age to, do. to open up um, both doors of the <laughs> don't, car, don't do it. and I'll pee anywhere. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's a convenience factor. Well, absolutely. Of having not a single ounce of shame in my whole body. <laughs> I was fine. I got my son to piss in public for the first time, like, uh, oh, God. Not public, public. It was, like, at some a family gathering, right? At, like, an old homestead in the middle of fucking well, your Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> and they have an outhouse. All they have is an outhouse. And I was like, unless you have to shit, I'm not going in that outhouse. So I just, like, here, pee on this log, buddy. And he was like, huh, pee on the log? And he got so excited about it. And he peed on the log. So, like, we got home. He's like, he wanted to go out back and take a and I was like, no, buddy. We don't do that at home. He's like, pee on log? So, that's Oh, funny. I have some news for you. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I almost a... exclusively pee in your backyard. That's fair. I understand. You know, we all we all have our fun. But because um... your toilet is scary and difficult to use. How is my toilet scary and I've difficult to use? I've broken it, like, four times. Oh, well, that's just because you're incompetent. Anyways. I have bad toilet luck. Yeah, apparently so. Well, it's probably a good time to take a break and hear from our fictitious sponsor. Jules Verne, eat your heart out. We have a service here that will really flip your lid. Why take the boring old automobile to and from your destination when you can call up Lyft, spelled the right way? With our basket service, you get a tip-top ride in a state-of-the-art hot air balloon from near where you are to somewhere in the vicinity of your destination, provided the good Lord sends the wind your way. If you feel like a more luxurious trip, well, do we have the thing for you. Lyft Z. As in Z, as in Zeppelin. A real-life dirigible will deliver you to your friends and family with all the pomp and circumstance of the Hindenburg arriving in New York, without the fire and death of its landing in New Jersey. Both services will require a large open field with plenty of room for error. Accidents happen. So search for Lyft on your mobile device today. That's L-I-F-T. And we'll pick you up! Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I tried to call Lyft uh, a couple weeks ago, but I was kind of in a crowded area, and I just heard a lot of screaming a few blocks over, and uh, it never showed up. You know what's great um, about, like, when you're drunk and you want someone to pick you up is then you have a two-and-a-half-hour ride in a hot air balloon <laughs> to an <laughs> undisclosed true. location. And it, it just makes everything so much more breezy. It's scenic. 
Yeah. It's scenic. It's not, it's a nice way to if travel. If you throw up over the basket, not your problem. That's true. Exactly. Right. I've uh, I've used it once. It was pretty good. Uh, the only problem was I kind of cheaped out, went for the basket, uh, and boy, I was just at the whims of the wind, and it, I ended up basically a hundred miles away from my destination. Did you have to chase the guy down when he tried to land? Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I was like literally they, trying to jump in the basket as it kept moving. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, they were yelling that you know, now or never, get in. Yeah. No. Yeah, but well, like all of the ratings that I've read, they're all very high ratings. Well, well once you're in there, like, and regardless of destination, <laughs> I like, yeah, nice. The uh, quality of everything is good. What's that uh, promo code we're going with, Kelly? It's like 15% off, I think. Yep. <laughs> Kelly. All right, Wayne, what's that promo code we're going with? <laughs> that's that's uh, uh, Drunken Up. Drunken up, uh, drunken up for fifteen percent off your first trip with Lyft. That sounds good to me. All right. So, anyways, we're moving on to we're going to be discussing something very near and dear to two of our ladies' hearts here, and that is the subject of GMOs, genetically modified organisms. And we're not talking about uh, necessarily like cats and dogs. We're talking about the foods we eat. All right, get out your notes, Kelly. I'm getting them. Cause, All uh, right. I didn't prepare. So, can we get First. an explanation from someone other than me on what a GMO is? What's a GMO, Kelly? Genetically modified organisms. I said that. Did you say that? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, what is the big deal? What's it all about? <laughs> okay. So, basically... There's a big stigma that GMOs are this bad thing. Sure. Because have you guys all seen that, like, the picture they use for memes and stuff where it's somebody injecting a fruit or a vegetable (laughs) with a syringe Mm -hmm. and a needle as if they're putting bad things (laughs) into it? Yeah. That's a lie. No, they're just vaccinating the watermelons. (laughs) Idiot. Gotta vaccinate those watermelons. It's important. Right, right, right. Um, but really, what it is, is selective breeding. So you're selecting The fruits seeds. are fucking. Yeah, yep. <laughs> okay, um, fucking fruits. You're selecting seeds that have desirable qualities, and you're selecting those ones specifically. This is This is where some of the divisiveness in this comes in, is that... That is the traditional uh, definition of a GMO. But now that we do have the ability to science go in with science oh. and manually tamper with DNA, right. which is something that Monsanto is a big fan of doing, uh, it has become kind of a kind of a hot button issue because some people think like, well, we're playing God, we're doing this and that. What? How do we know the outcome of if we change something about this fruit, what is it going to become now? It's basically cucumber eugenics. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you mentioned Monsanto, and obviously they're the big baddie in the room. Um, obviously, and this is somewhat separate from the actual topic of GMOs, I guess, but Monsanto itself, I personally feel also their business practices are kind of shit. They sue farmers who have any evidence of their product in their fields who haven't bought it, even though their seeds drift the fuck over and it's not their fault. Yeah. I mean, there there are many many cases where, and that's kind of where GMOs have gotten a bad image from. Is Monsanto's business practices are very, um, very uh, tyrannical, very 
That's the problem, though, is people are looking at that when it's not the GMOs themselves. Themselves. But it's their execution. And also, I would say this. It's not the GMOs, the concept of the GMO themselves, right? Or even the actual products that get made, right? It's ne- it's the it's the largest purveyor of them, I would say, probably. I mean, my thing with GMOs is how much of it is really a ploy for the same producer to produce. So they produce regular bananas and they produce organic GMO-free bananas. And then it, they get a charge triple the amount of price because these bananas are so much better, even though they're doing... Like, they're doing less work for them, or like, you know what I mean? Even yeah. though there's nothing extra going into it's, them. Well, uh, the, the whole organic title on produce just in, it's gen- a hoax. in general. Yeah, it's it's a hoax. Like, it, basically, there are very loose terms. I mean, it's fear mongering yeah. at a point. There's very loose terms that the FDA has set into standard as to what makes something organic, and like, basically, a very specific point in the growth of of fruit and vegetables if pesticides weren't used it's still considered organic as long as it was during that specific point they can still be used before that well here's another thing i i kind of have a problem with it might be wrong about this but i've read that a lot of these gmos are specifically produced and engineered so that you cannot get seed from them and replant you to buy from the company again that's false that is false yes monsanto for the I corn have it right here in my okay notes, praise me up Oh my um, gosh! It is fake news. That is fake news. Okay, so Can I read that and sources, I didn't know that. Um, so I do have sources, not on my paper right now, mm, okay. but I could find them and we could link them. I swear. <laughs> okay, okay. If you say so, uh, I'll Google it and double check it. But yeah. I like pee- so toes. GMO seeds can be replanted and successfully grown. Farms simply go into contract with the company saying they won't. Why? Because, obviously, the companies want people to buy them in the future. So, once again, that's a problem with the the companies, not GMOs themselves. Okay, so it's a Monsanto thing. It's, once again, the company, not the idea. Right. And another part of it, too, is that a lot of of our farming is government-subsidized. Particular farms are basically planned out to grow particular things in a particular way. Mostly corn, because we're in America. And some of that is going to be used for seed. Some of that is going to be used for feed. Some of that is going to be used for biofuel. So depending on what they're doing, they may be basically letting the corn run to a very specific point in its lifespan. So not everybody is going to be collecting, you know, corn kernels to replant come spring. So it's just easier to go through and buy your allotment each year. Okay, and so just to be clear, when you're like, that's fake news, wrong. What I said was certain GMOs, meaning the ones by Monsanto, right? So that is something. There are GMOs, are they not? Are they They not? Okay, well, then some GMOs you cannot replicate by law. And a court case came down and said it. They cannot replicate the seed because it's a Monsanto product. But that is not the implication when you say cannot be replicated. Exactly. Cannot be legally replicated. How's that? Sure, that's better because it it comes down to a contractual something <laughs> obligation, not the fact that they genetically engineered the seeds that they couldn't okay. be reproduced. Okay, and I'll give it to both of you real quick, but I just want to say something. I just Googled this. Monsanto is the world's largest seed company and owns over 80% of the GMO 
stock goes out there. We are not pro-Monsanto. But my point is, if 80% of GMOs are owned by Monsanto, then Monsanto is the issue. Monsanto is in the conversation as a major player. We didn't argue that it wasn't. Yeah, um, really quick, going back, um, another reason that you would not want to plant the seeds and regrow them is because if you have seeds selected, for example, um, like disease resistance, you're not necessarily going to get that same quality from that the crop baby seed, baby seed. <laughs> because yeah. because that's not how DNA works. It's just like if you have blue eyes and you have a kid and it has brown eyes. Okay, I know, get that's it. That's not my kid. I saw <laughs> I saw the Jurassic Park cartoon. Okay, I know what happens. Dino DNA. DNA. <laughs> But and I actually have some more numbers here. Ninety percent of soy is actually Monsanto now. Eighty-five percent of corn, ninety-five percent of sugar beets. So I'm just saying once again, you cannot separate those two things. Then if it's talking about GMOs, if eighty to ninety percent of it is Monsanto, then we're talking about Monsanto. Is what we're talking about. Right. But the the problem of people, like I said, with with it being divisive in the first place, is because of the definition of a GMO. Everything is a GMO, as as Kelly said. Mm-hmm. These are things that were specifically, you know, if you look at um, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower. I love those um, guys. <laughs> there's uh, mustard, um, all sorts of uh, different greens and sure. things. They all come from the, the mustard plant. There's like 57 different vegetables that all originated from the same plant because we, at various points in the last couple thousand years. What the fuck? Well, yeah, we we specifically said like, hey, this one has these tasty green flowers. Yeah. So you know we're gonna keep breeding the ones that have bigger, tasty green flowers. It comes down to all of our food is genetically modified. If you think that our food now looks anything like what it used to look like, you're just a little dumb. <laughs> well, and that's what I was gonna say. It was like all of our. As soon as we figured out that we could do selective breeding. With our foods, why would we replant the sour bananas or whatever? Right, why would exactly. we replant yeah. those ones? I love me some sour bananas. Well, and that's and that's where where you can get into some of the like more interesting things involved with GMOs, bananas in particular. Every banana that, that we have uh, of this particular, it's not Cavendish. Cavendish, I think, was the old one. Um, but the the but any banana that you see in the stores now all originate from the same genetic, like, forebear. Like the Habsburg. They're the <laughs> yes. Habsburg of bananas. Yes. And so they are they are particularly vulnerable to this particular kind of fungus that targets bananas and can wipe out whole crops to the extent that they will burn an entire, like, you know, uh, square mile of banana plantation just to avoid it from spreading any further. Well, just for our listeners who are less casual history followers, uh, that was definitely a royal Austrian incest joke uh, that I threw out there. So I hope everyone really enjoyed that, uh, that deep cut. We loved it. Yeah, yeah it's good times. So you should just tell them next time to Google the Habsburgs. It's it's a great... Uh, yeah, it's a great one. You so, love a family with a strong jaw. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess when we're talking about GMOs here, once again, I think that... The controversy for some people may lie in the actual, oh my God, they're genetically modified. I think a lot of people, it's about where they actually come from. And that's my problem with them. I don't think that's true. Agree. 
You I don't think, think so. they see the label slapped on it that says non-GMO, and they're like, oh my gosh, GMOs well, yeah. are bad. Karen in her fucking soccer van comes up. You're Which right, is right. a lot of consumer shopping in your grocery Fair store. Enough. They're not going to be like, oh my gosh, this came from that guy who owns all of the guys. Well, I'm sorry. For people that have half a brain, the problem is Monsanto. When they get upset about it, that's all I'm saying. I mean, so much to do with the the anti-GMO agenda is has nothing to do with the GMOs themselves, really. It's this whole, I mean, it's really sprung up since 2010, this obsession with, like, clean eating. And, like, oh, yeah. The, it's all scam. Toxins, and they're like, oh, there's this, the GMOs, how toxic, I need to remove that from the my hipsters. diet. The hipsters. Yeah. It's, it's all bullshit. It's this whole 2010s forward obsession with, like, clean eating and, like, purify, detoxing your liver and shit like that, like, goes with it. And... I mean, the organic industry has really jumped up in the past 10 years, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, People I was going to smell their own farts ago, and so I don't know, but. wafting it. And that's why people can post a picture on the internet of the syringe going into a fruit. And people are like, oh my god, people GMOs. People believe it. People they believe, believe it. it. Well, no, the internet's been the worst fucking thing to have in humanity. I said that before on the podcast. I believe it right goddamn now. It allows the spreading of misinformation at lightning speed to millions of people. And it's going to fuck our entire world. Um, back on Kelly's point about the syringe... Um, when I was in high school, I got into an argument with a girl, and we stopped being friends because she watched essentially one of those videos where people, someone planted a kiwi seed and a banana seed, and she thought that a kiwi could grow inside of a banana, and I told her it couldn't, and then she wouldn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> like, wow. But that's, uh, yeah, all of it is is a combination of people just kind of being dumb and a very strong misinformation campaign. Uh, and once again... Like we've touched on constantly, the business practices practices of Monsanto. Oh, I'll touch on Monsanto. <laughs> they they don't well, and even Lay's recently, uh, they they sued the shit out of some poor Indian farmers uh, because they found out that they were growing the same kind of potatoes, the very specific that the brand uses for their potato chips, wow. and they sued them because somehow they got a hold of them, and it's like, well, they're trying to eat, so that's fair. So I think we can all agree, while the company is the problem, GMOs <laughs> are not. In fact, they can be super beneficial because, for example, you can, it produces higher, year, higher yields, a higher income for the farmers, higher nutritional content, and less space is required. You can do less and no tilling required for your crops. Well, what happens when you have the idiocracy? People forget how the fuck to make things, and then they, the GMOs no longer work. I don't know. We can't replant the fucking seeds. I'm just I mean, bullshitting. To a point, we can't argue that GMOs aren't like beneficial because the all of the produce that we eat now is created by that. Ninety percent of the produce mm -hmm. that we eat is created by that. So if you're gonna go, ninety is low. Okay, ninety-four. Ninety-four <laughs> percent. Oh, that's good. Um, is all created by that. So if we if you know, you go on this whole political protest about it, then what the fuck are you eating? Bitch. Only <laughs> That should be the ad campaign. Yeah. What the fuck are you eating, bitch? <laughs> but, That's it. We gotta redo the ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a new we have a new idea. But the the to, to go back to the, the whole G GMO being a, a divisive topic, it being that once again, we're all talking about GMOs in the sense of being selectively bred over 
you know, the last couple hundred hundreds of years. But thousands. now, well, yeah, it's in some cases thousands. I mean, corn did not used to look like corn. Watermelons used to be nothing but python seeds. Can you describe to us, Wayne, what corn used to look like? It's called Teototlan, and it was basically like, you know how wheat looks? Like no, little... describe it to me. <laughs> so imagine a little stalk that has little nubbins. What's a stalk? Nubbins. God. All right, so plant has... <laughs> but but it literally, like, uh, if you can imagine, like, baby corn. I love those guys. Yeah. But oh instead gosh. of instead of I being like a bunch right of now. little kernels, it was like nubbins. two or three big kernels on either side. Nubbins. Yeah, little nubbins. Yeah, not a whole lot of yield on those, but uh, but the Aztecs used them a lot and worked towards uh, eventually making corn as we know it today, because through hundreds and thousands of years they basically found ones that grew more. And said, well, let's reproduce these more. So you're saying if, if the internet had existed at the time, there would have been an ad showing a little ear of corn just growing to a big one, asking if you wanted to make your ear of corn six inches longer? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I would also like to mention, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but a lot of the citrus being grown right now is in great danger because of a bacterial disease that they're first, getting. First of all, you need to push your fucking glasses up on your nose when you do that. And then speak to the nose and go, actually, actually uh, did you know that the citrus? I'm sorry. Anyways, they're all in danger. And a lot of farmers that are growing like grapefruits and oranges are mm. losing a lot of their crops. You know, it's going to help is because they're going to start selecting seeds from the crops. They're more resistant. That are resistant to this disease. And that's going to keep these things from going extinct. You but know what that is? Genetically modified organisms. Yeah. All right, until we get <laughs> until we get super fruits, start taking over the fucking earth. Super fruits, and then they have but to be sent out to space. People love super fruits. That's the fear that people have: is that that because now we have the science to go in and look at the DNA and say, well, here's why it's drought resistant. Here's why this is bacteria or fungus resistant. You know, this is why pests don't like this particular kind. Now that we have the ability to actually go in and see what is causing this. And we can actually tamper with it. People are afraid that it's going to make super, super plants that take over the whole world. If you play God, you will have what he hath wrought. That's all I have to say about that. Cool story. <laughs> all right. So I think it's probably a good time to wrap it on up. I want to thank everybody for listening to Was I Drunk? Where you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Was I Drunk SP. That's at Was I Drunk SP. And please share this podcast with a friend. Tell them that uh, it's a really funny podcast. Lie your ass off. I really don't care. Just get us out there and uh, spread us like herpes. Until next time, bottoms up.